This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. It's a beautiful, is it February the 11th? No, it's March the 11th. How did it get so far along? It's just moving. It's crazy. We're going to have a quarter of the year in the bank here before too long, and then Just hard to imagine. But anyway, it is March 11th, and we are glad to have you with us here on this beautiful day. And uh, we're going to be getting into the Bible. That's what we do. We read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time with the Lord, which, by the way, will change your life, will refresh you, will reignite you, will help you to live your life for the Lord and to its fullest. And because the Word of God is alive, it's a living book. It's full of life. That's God speaking to you, to me, and that's incredibly important. And that's our real goal here is to get you into the Word and get you spending time with the Lord. So we read that chapter. We come down here to the studio. We uh, read the chapter on the air, talk about it, wherever God leads us in the chapter. You you probably got the best chapter in all of Nehemiah, chapter Pastor four. Mark. Yeah, yeah, it's an incredible chapter, and yeah. it's got a lot going on in it. God so. loves me. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Gosh, he loves me the best, though. No, wait a minute. He loves us all the best, he which does. is a really cool thing. But anyway, we're going to be in chapter four in just a minute, but tell the folks how to get involved in Morning Breath. Yeah, we want you to join us. You can know what chapter we're going to be in ahead of time if you have the Morning Breath Guide, and uh, you can get that by going on to our app. Download the East Coast app. There's a podcast button. All the shows are recorded on there, and you can yeah. also get the Morning Breath Guide on there to tell us tell you what chapter we're going to be in and where we've been. You can read along with us and, and be prepared for the show. You can do that on our website, too, eccc.us. There's a media tab. Of course, you can also call the office, 452-1060. Hit zero for the operator. We can mail or email you a guide. While you're on our electronic resources, make sure you check out our YouTube page. You can see our past sermons. You can see uh, our website itself and see what all's going on. There's all kinds of great things happening at East Coast and all kinds of resources there. Absolutely. A uh, couple of things going on. In fact, we got quite a bit going on this weekend. I didn't get the date on the egg hunt. Did you get that, Nick? That was on that uh, other sheet that Pastor Christian did. Was it yesterday? Do you have that, still have that sheet, uh, the paper that we use at our desk here? I think it's on there what date it is, but it's like April 3rd or something like that. When's the egg hunt? Tell me out, We're man. hunting for eggs. He's hunting for an egg right no, now. No, he can't find it. Can you find it? It doesn't have the date. Oh, bummer. I think <laughs> it it's says a- egg hunt. I think it's April 3rd. But anyway, we've got an egg hunt coming up, which uh, all of these things, you can go to uh, eccc.us backslash events, and that'll dial, dial you in. We're doing a, a helicopter drop, 30,000 eggs in Vieira. Wow. Does, so don't on. stand under the helicopter. Uh, well, you're not allowed to. Yeah. Yeah, we, <laughs> n- not a wise thing don't to try do, to catch and we will keep you away from that area, and yeah. we will keep it really safe. And we're giving away a helicopter ride and a lot nice. of fun things. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a blast. Do, now, I love helicopters. Do I get to go up in the helicopter and drop the eggs? That's the question. I... You, we might be able to arrange something. <laughs> Throw them at people. Yeah. No, we don't want to do that. But we also have date night coming up this weekend. Uh, make sure you come to date night. It's our, we, What we do is on a Saturday, the second Saturday of the month, uh, is we have our we have our 5.30 Saturday night service that we have every week. But on the second Saturday, you can come, um, bring your kids, leave them in kids' church, after church, um, and so you got to come to the come to the church service, leave them there, go out for a date. We'll watch them uh, for three hours Whoa. for free. 
Come so, on. Somebody, somebody's got to love some free child care. So come to church. You get out of church uh, right around 7 o'clock. You can go out and catch a movie, get dinner, go home and do laundry, whatever you need to do. Uh, spend some time together, and uh, our professional child care workers will take care of your kids, and, and yep. it's no cost to you. Police are there. It's a very safe environment. Yep. I got the date. It's a good thing. Yeah, I was just looking for it. What is it? April 4th, 11 a.m. Uh, to April 1 p.m. April 4th. Okay. That's the Easter egg the hunt third. in Vieira. Good. April 4th. Mark Beautiful. your calendars. Yep. Or also uh, in the middle of building a building or in the middle of the process. Eh, maybe we're at the beginning of the I process. Think, yeah. Probably a better way of putting it, uh, of uh, building a building in Vieira. We've been mobile there for eight years and own a piece of land there now, and we're working on it. And so uh, got a contractor and an architect and an engineer and, you know, all these different environmental uh People and man, it's been awesome, and God's uh, God's doing it. So it's a lot of fun that way too. It's fun to really be part fits, of life giving church. Yeah, yeah. It fits Nehemiah it's like building. crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's Build, great timing. Building, so that's great timing. We yeah. also got Monster Mash coming up. Last announcement: uh, April eighteenth. Uh, it's Monster Mash is our is our pinnacle men's event uh, for the year. That's uh, where we get together. Hundreds of guys will come to, come out. And we'll have teams, yep. um, and then you you basically do a, a series of challenges. Um, and, and it takes most of the day. It's from ten to four yep. on April eighteenth. But there's some great prizes. It's an incredible time of, of spending time together. If you're competitive, come out. If you're not competitive, come out. You're going to have fun either way. Absolutely. It's just yeah. It's just a lot of fun. Lunch is provided. It's going to be a great a great event. So make sure you mark your calendar for the 18th. You want to get online and sign up for that as well. Yeah, it, it's not about winning it because there'll only be one team that actually wins it. Um, it's about the incredible amount of fun you have yeah. doing a bunch of stuff with with a bunch of guys, and you know somebody will win, and there'll be competition. There's even like uh, on the other side, if you're creative and not maybe that physical, do come up with crazy costumes for your team. Yeah, because there's a costume winning part of it. Yeah, too, there's different ways to there's all different types sorts of, of prizes. Yeah, so get on there, look around. I think you'll have fun. I had a guy that I was trying to because I'm not actually participating on a team. I'm helping run the event. Right, right. And uh, I approached a couple of guys and I was like, "Hey, you guys want to help me?" And they're like, "No way, man. We're going to be in the event. We had a ton of fun last year. So it's it's a yeah. it's it's a ton of fun. Yeah, it it is. So we're gonna read in Nehemiah. You're doing good, Nick. Yeah. Just checking in with you, man. Yeah. You're over there. I made a sound. I didn't even hear any heavy breathing this time. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah, over yeah, there. I'm good. I'm doing good. Yeah, if he leans into the mic yeah, and it's on. Yeah, it's I, always, just, I always make sure to stay back. You do so good, man. <laughs> You're an amazing dude. Thank you. So we're going to do chapter four, Nehemiah chapter four. And uh, it's uh, it's not super long, not super short, kind of in the middle. I'll do the first 12. Because there is really, there's a little break there. It's not huge, but between 12 and 13, there's just a little, little sort of, they shift for a minute. So we're going to yeah. jump in there. There's a therefore there. And so we'll figure out what it's there for in a minute. But I'll read through 12. You can read through the end. We're both reading New King James. Absolutely. It's the only Bible I trust. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I like hearing other translations, but I do read this one for morning breath. <clears throat> All right. In morning breath fashion, I say unto you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. But it so happened when Samblat heard that we were rebuilding the wall that he was furious and very indignant and mocked the Jews. And he spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish, stones that are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him, and he said, Whatever they build, even if a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone wall. Hear, O God, 
for we are despised. Turn their reproach on their own heads and give them as plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their iniquity and do not let their sin be blotted out from before you. For uh, for they have provoked you to anger before the builders. So we built the wall, and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. Now it happened when Sambalat and Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashadites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored, and the gaps were beginning to be closed, that they became very angry. And all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. Nevertheless, we made our prayer to God because of them. We set a watch against them day and night. Then Judah said, the strength of the laborers is failing, and there is so much rubbish that we are not able to build the wall. And our adversaries said, they will neither know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. So it was when the Jews who dwelt near them came that they told, excuse me, told them ten, told them ten times, from whatever place you turn, they will be upon us. Verse 13, Therefore I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings, and I set the people according to their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. And it happened when our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had brought their plot to nothing, that all of us returned to the wall, everyone to his work. So it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction, while the other half held the spears, the shields, the bows, and wore armor, and the leaders were behind all the houses of Judah. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other held a weapon. Every one of the builders had his sword girded at his side as he built, and the one who sounded the trumpet was beside me. Then I said to the nobles, the rulers, and the rest of the people, The work is great and extensive, and we are separated far from one another on the wall. Whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. So we labored in the work, and half of the men held the spears from daybreak until the stars appeared. At the same time, I also said to the people, Let each man and his servant stay at night in Jerusalem, that they may, that they may be our guards by night and working party by day. So neither I... My brethren, my servants, nor the men of the guard who followed me took off our clothes, except that everyone took them off for washing. Amen. In other words, they were saying these were very long days. Yeah. Yep, and they were busy at night because they had to set a guard. One of the things I noticed, if I understood this correctly, there were some that worked, um, let's say, with a trowel in one hand and a sword in the other. That's, I think, maybe a little bit more figurative in that, and really have them both in the same time, but they had it at hand. They said in one one verse that they had it tied to their side. In other words, they had it in their sash while they were working. But in another section, it said that they spent time working and then time guarding. And it kind of split it up. And that actually might have been, it's one of those attacks of the enemy where they responded to the attack that reunified them. Um, made them focus, maybe uh, even did something along the lines of gave them a little rest in a weird sort of way. Because if I'm just doing block work all day from sunup to sundown, 
I'm going to be pretty ragged at the end of the night. But if I did it half a day and guarded the other half a day, I would be less physically abused. I might have some, you know, more of my alert tiredness from being alert for, you know, as a guard or a watchman for a certain length of time. But I actually wondered if this could have actually worked out to actually make them more efficient. Yeah, to give them rest. Yeah, and uh, give them a time, a, a break and a rest and all that stuff. Though there is also emphasis in here that there wasn't much rest for Nehemiah and his crew which again, as a leader, he's setting the example. Yeah, you didn't you didn't get to see this, but yesterday, it said in verse five of chapter three, it said next to them the Tekoites or Tekoites made repairs, but their nobles did not put their necks to the work of the Lord. Mm. And so we've got these nobles that aren't sticking their neck out, so to speak, but all the people that are there working for them are. Nehemiah wasn't that kind of leader. He wasn't the kind of leader that didn't, you know, get out there and get in the middle of whatever was going on and and work. Now, I, I'm not maybe able to work like I once was um, in, in a physical sense, but, uh, you know, whenever I could, I, you know, I got in the middle of whatever we're doing. You know, I still do. Uh, but um, when you're when you're a lazy bum, that that really shines bright when everybody's working hard. Sure. And if so. you're if you're wanting people to follow you to accomplish a task, if if following you means standing because that's all you're doing is standing yep. around, yep. then the the task is not going to get accomplished and you can't lead by you can't lead by title, you have to lead by example. Exactly. And I think it's easy to say that, but then when it's Harder time to do. Yeah, when it's time to set the example, you have to look for those opportunities. I've seen you do that, Pastor Dan. It's something that has been sewn into me uh, as a result of watching you do that. And it's Thank just you. really what's on the hearts of, of leaders uh, here that we really try to we really try to have that culture. You know what? I'm not going to ask you to do something that I haven't done that I wouldn't do again right now, and I'll probably jump in right next to you and help you and help you get it done. Absolutely. What was it? Was it the m- movie that was a story about the first real battle the U.S. fought in Vietnam? We were men. Yeah, we, we were, were soldiers. soldiers. We were soldiers. And uh, about a real, it's it's really based on a real story and real tactics and, mm-hmm. you know, a real man who was a leader in our military. And, you know, and he, as he ta- spoke to his men, was he a major, I think? I, at that time, I, I don't remember. I don't remember the rank, but I think a major, he said, my boot will be the first boot to be on the ground and mine will be the last to leave when we're done here. And, uh, you can follow me into this fight. And, you know, I get goosebumps thinking about, you know, yeah. of course there's a movie and all that, and I get it, but somebody really did that. Somebody really set an example like that for those guys, and they did an incredible job of defeating a force 10 times their size yeah. and blah, 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 all goes down the line. It just shows you. And these guys are facing the same kind of thing, tough odds, bad conditions. And this was interesting to me as I read the story is when they're making fun of them, they're making fun of not only the work they're doing, but the materials they have. Mm. And that's these burnt stones. And that made me think, of, you know, I kind of just got a little bit lost in thinking about how God builds this church there. And I think when stones get too hot, that they become more more brittle. That's my, my thought, yeah. Yeah, and that, that brittleness makes them more more likely to be broken easily. And uh, then you think about, I think that's how a lot of people think about the church. 
you know, oh, you're a Christian. Oh, you know, you're feeble, weak, da 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 da, da down the line. But, but the truth of the matter is our strength does not come from you know, our own wherewithal. You know, my, any strength or good things that I've demonstrated that way in my life didn't come because I'm just strong. It, our strength is based in the Lord. And even our, maybe our, our brokenness or our, or lack of something or, or becoming brittle through, you know, the, what the world's done to us actually becomes a strong point if we'll say when I'm weak, he's strong. Mm. And so it just made me kind of, I just spent a little time thinking about that. I thought yeah. it was cool. Well, when you, as you say that, it, it makes me think of, you know, the, the, the conversations that Paul has even in the New Testament about um, being refined. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you go through that fire and mm. certain stuff gets burned off, but then other stuff becomes better. Yeah, uh, you know, you, the wood, the wood, hay and stubble gets burned off, but then yeah. the gold is refined. Yeah. And so just the idea of it being burned. One of the things I saw in this, it's kind of made me think for a minute. It says in verse 10, it says, Judah said, the strength of the laborers is failing and there is so much rubbish that we're not able to build a wall. I got to thinking about that a little bit. It jumped out at me last night, especially as I was reading. Um, and just, I was kind of thinking of a picture of it. And, you know, yeah. how would this make sense? And a picture of this, like an example of this, maybe you've ever been carrying something heavy. Maybe you're helping somebody move a couch. And you're walking, kind of easing your way through a room, and there's a pair of shoes in the way. If anybody's oh. got if anybody's got kids, oh. you know exactly what I'm talking about. A Lego! Yeah. <laughs> the, the Legos are from the devil if you're barefooted. So you're trying to carry, and so you've got, so you're carrying this thing, and you're, and you've got this obstacle in your way, and so... You try to kick the obstacle out of the way, yeah. and you miss, and it doesn't really go, and you lose your balance, and then you drop it, and now you've broken the couch. There was rubbish in the way. Yeah. And it got me thinking about how sometimes we get stuck in our growth because there's too much rubbish in the way. Mm. And sometimes there's some value in saying, you know, I'm going to set the couch down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remove the rubbish, and then I'm going to get going. And, and even in this situation, okay, let Let's let's remove. Let's clear out a spot. I mean, before you lay a foundation, what do you do? You clear everything right. out. Yep. You make it smooth and level. Yep. Then you pour the foundation. Yep. And it just made me think that there's there's always stuff in our lives that we're dealing with. There's always rubbish around, and I think sometimes we ignore the rubbish and just try to build the wall over it. So good. And if we would take the time to go, Lord, I really need to deal with this rubbish. It could be just a, an attitude. It could be a habit. It could be any number of things. You know, as as you're as I'm talking, you're thinking, yeah, this is rubbish in my life. If we would take the time to go, you know what? I'm going to let God deal with this rubbish. And if we get this out of the way, then the progress of building the wall is going to be 10 times easier. It's going to go a lot faster, and it's going to get built right. Because if I just try to build over the rubbish, it's going to be harder. And even when I think I'm done, I'm going to have a faulty foundation. See, that that's the key there. And it, it does say in Scripture about building your foundation on wood, hair, or stubble. And if you do, it you know, you wonder why things crack up, you know, 10 years later or et cetera, because you didn't deal with that problem completely. There's a few verses in, and I believe in, in Psalms that tell you how to deal with your enemies. And it says that God will give you their necks. Uh, when, when Saul was given the neck of his enemy, he let him up. He gave, he gave him a break and, and Samuel, the prophet came in, I believe it was Samuel and said, what in the world are you guys, what are you doing? And he kills him on hacked the spot, them all up. hacked him up right there for everybody. This is how you do your enemy, but enemies boys <laughs> and hacked him in small enough pieces that you didn't have to be afraid that of the peace. 
um, the, 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 the verses in Psalms tell you to take their necks, to crush them and grind them to powder, and then to shake out that dust in the streets. Mm. And so it's really saying don't allow those enemies or that rubble in the rubbish that we're looking right here in in the scripture to use, don't allow that to stay. In fact, make sure you go down to almost the molecular level of it and getting it out of your life because it's dangerous when there's a seed of that that you allow. Even little things allowed to fester in your life can turn into bigger things. Mm. And so uh, be very careful to really go to battle against the garbage that's coming against your life, the the sin, the things that you said, you know, that came to mind that, man, I need to get rid of that, get rid of it. Yeah. Because it's a foothold. Jesus said, Satan is coming, he has no place in me. Not no place here, not no place over there, no place in me. Mm. He says, he's got no foothold on me. There's nothing he can hang on to. When, when Satan tried to grab Jesus, he slipped off, uh, so to speak. Don't give him a foothold in your life by keeping that rubble around. That's a great point. Yeah. You know, is, is what, what, what door are you allowing? Is that rubble can be a, is a, is a stepping stone for your enemy mm, that's right. um, to, to step into. You know, something, Neither give him place. That's good. To talk about. Yeah, yeah, just keep the door shut. And just, I just want to encourage you, be willing to attack the rubble in your life and, and do it knowing that God is on your side and he's willing to drive yes. that stuff out and, yes. and drive it far from you. Um, something you know, else. One about, other, like, real yeah. quick, one other thing with that. What happens is because that's in our life, and it's rubble, and we know maybe it's wrong, we have a tendency to move away from God instead of towards him. That's good. And he does love you and cares about you, and he wants to help you with that, not condemn you for it. He wants to partner with you yep. in, in, in ridding you of it. Good. Anyway, now, go next thing you saw, brother. That's right. I was thinking about where they were talking about how these guys were saying, we're going you know, to attack them, we're going to sneak up on them and do this. Um, and then it says, as soon as they knew that we heard of their plan, they, they gave up. Yeah. It just seems to me that they weren't that determined to attack them. I don't know what to, and so it just got me thinking about the enemy because if, if these guys are really building the wall, you know, quote unquote, in enemy territory, they're a smaller number of people and they're surrounded by all these other enemies, then it seems like the numbers should be in the enemy's favor. And just because you, they heard that we're coming, shouldn't stop us from coming. Yeah. But there were four groups yeah. of people. There were the Arabs, there were this guy, that guy. They actually had the ability to attack them all at one time from all four sides. Yeah. And they couldn't have they really couldn't have fought them off, I don't think. Right. With in the, the physical. where they were at in yeah. the physical. But you know <laughs> it's, it's, well, oh they know we're coming. Oh never mind. Yeah. Oh, and, well. and it's in God we give God the glory because he did bring that plot to nothing. But yes. I want to encourage you in your own life. A lot of times we get wound up we're talking about rubbish and we're talking about giving the enemy a foothold on the other side of that coin. I think there's a lot of times when we give the enemy way too much credit and, and we get all, we get all concerned and and we say every time something isn't exactly perfect in our life, then we, we can, we chalk it up to an attack of the enemy. And, And there's, there's times when that's true, but there's times too, when, you know what, if we'll just stand in faith just a little bit, then it's going to discourage that thing from from being able to unfold. All they did was say, oh, they heard we're coming, we give up. And I think that if we can just keep in mind that there are so many things out there that are coming to nothing, um, and if we we give up just because we heard there's a plot, if we give up just because it seems like it's getting hard, Jesus didn't say, I'm going to make life easy for you. 
He said, I'm going to lead you into victory. Yes. But you got to go, you got to be willing to do the battle and not get scared because something sounds like it's not exactly the way you want it to be. Don't get scared of that report. Don't get scared uh, of, of the rumor. Uh, just forge ahead in the work that God has called you to because he is the one that surrounds you with favor like a shield. Mm-hmm. He's the one that he already knows that it's coming, and he's already doing the work of, of, of upsetting that plot. If we give up just because we heard something scary, we'll never get anything done. Amen. Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131. And our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend Mike Green and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. East Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9.15 and 10.45 with a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. Mark was just was uh, he was got a little foaming at the mouth there, preaching about some good, good stuff there. You know, one of the things I saw in that thing with those guys quitting and you know giving the devil too much credit and all that different stuff there is I thought you know we got to get the right perspective because these guys were fighting for their homes, they were fighting for their city. They were fighting for their lives, their sons, their daughters. 
I tell you right now, you you are always stronger when you're on the when you're fighting for your family mm. than invading and attacking somebody else's family. You know, there's the movie years ago with Robin Hood and. Uh, you know, the the guy, uh, the, the star's talking to the other star who becomes his protector, the uh, uh, Mor- Fre- uh, well, Morgan Freeman's Morgan character, Freeman yeah. character in it. And he said something to him about him. And he said, well, we were fighting for our homes and our lives. You were just coming on our streets to attack us. Mm. And he talked about their difference and their determination. That's the way we should feel because this, this is God's will. Yes. He's put it in our hands. This is where we're supposed to be. This is where we're supposed to win. And I want you to fight for your families out there. Do what Mark said. The devil is not as big as he'd like you to think he is. And if you resist him, he will flee. Amen. That's what the Word of God says. Yeah. God bless you guys. Have a great day. See you, Pastor Mark. Go in victory. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.